Listening to State of the Arts, a show about the arts, theater, and creatives in and around the Philippines. Located in the upcoming Circuit Performing Arts Theater in Circuit Makati, Makati's culture and entertainment district where something amazing is always on. On each episode, we invite industry leaders, arts practitioners, and audience members to talk about current events that shape and further the arts in the country. My name is Christopher. Together, let's talk art. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of State of the Arts. I hope you are well and staying safe. With me this afternoon is one of the most prolific musical directors in the local theater industry today. A self-confessed jack-of-all-trades, our, our guest is also a singer, a songwriter, musical arranger, album producer, film scorer, guitar and bass player, and a beatbox artist. He was also a member of the acapella group Acapellas. He's an active theater actor and is currently busy collaborating with several artists presenting online content that also doubles as an advocacy and fundraiser. Join me in welcoming the talented and in-demand Mike Solomon. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me today. How have you been doing? Um, uh, after 80 days of uh, staying home. Um, I'm glad uh -huh. I, I've been doing productive things, creative things. Well, I mean, right. All the Netflix and the binge watching of uh, Walking Dead. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's been tough. My goodness. Yes. So well, I've done a lot. Yeah, that's great. Well, again, thanks again for joining me for this episode. I know you've been busy the last couple of weeks and I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. I'm really excited to talk to you about two of your most known theater works. But before we touch on those, can you briefly tell our listeners how did you get into the profession you're currently in? Mm, I can I can say that um, I, I started uh, my music career. <laughs> When I was in high school, I, I joined the the Saul Green Hills the um high school band. Uh huh. And uh, I played uh, some instruments there. And my 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 band leader was really happy and uh, annoyed at the same time because I played the bass guitar for the band, but uh, I don't read notes. I just come up with my own notes <laughs> so, so you were self-taught yeah he he would always he would always mock me that uh mike, mike salomon the the great composer because i don't read the the sheet music <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> that's funny okay. so, so so did you think that um passion was really uh, this passion of performing was really um in you early on or you yes, were sort of a yes. late bloomer no, no. Uh, I was I was also part of the 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 Saul Green Hills uh, Q Drama Club. It's a theater club uh, in the Saul Green Hills, and uh, I would I would uh, give it to to Miss Jeannie Natividad for for cultivating me for <laughs> for planting a nice. seed. Nice. Uh huh. Um. So for our listeners who might not be familiar, Mike is one of the creative team that brought two of what most will say arguably the most watched local musical theater performance. 
Um, Mike was the musical director who brought the songs of the popular band Ages to life on stage for the hit musical Rock of Ages, as well as the songs of the 90s original Filipino music icon Eraserheads for the much-talked-about hit musical Ang Huling El Bimbo. Um, Mike, you've been really busy. Congratulations. These Thank are you. really <laughs> certified hits. Um just to give our listeners to some form of context, Rock of Ages was presented by PETA, yes, and it yes. ran for, for seven seasons, with the latest one happening just around middle quarter of 2019, correct? Yes, last year. Yeah, yeah. It, it was first presented in 2014, and prior to its 2019 run, it has already been performed over 300 times. 400 plus. <laughs> 400 plus. Okay, wow. So for those that have not um, somehow seen the show. Could you briefly tell us a uh, short background of what the musical is all about? Um, uh, it's actually an, an original musical based on the music discography of, uh, of a- the band Ages. So it's, a, it's an original story that happened. Uh, it's a fictional barangay in, uh, in the Philippines. Uh, it was inundated for six months. A barangay inundated for six months because of okay. the typhoon uh, Yolanda. It it was inspired by the ty- typhoon Yolanda. So gotcha. it was it was actually a real barangay. Lisa uh, Magdoto, the writer, went to this they they had at PETA had this uh debriefing for this barangay mm-hmm. and uh, in Laguna, I think it's in San Pablo, Laguna. If I'm right. And uh, the barangay inspired her to do to to write about it, because the 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 local government didn't do anything about them for for the for the barangay. And uh, I think it was a it was a great concept to 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 bring it out the the, the story out to the. I see. Well, I, I think I read somewhere that you were necessarily uh, not necessarily a fan or heavily familiar with the songs of Ages. So, having said that, where did the inspiration come from in putting t- together the songs for the musical? Um, uh, the 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 real story behind it was uh uh-huh. when I was doing Aida in the uh, last 2011. I I did Aida for Atlantis Productions. And, oh, okay. When we were in an R break, <laughs> rehearsal break, I told my director, "I might do, I might do. Uh, if if you are you guys are doing Rock of Ages, and Tom Cruise is doing Rock of Ages, they, they were about to 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 premiere the Rock of Ages the movie. Uh, oh, I, I, I I I might do Rock of Ages as well. <laughs> it was actually a joke, and then." I told the joke to to the president of PETA and the, the artistic director of PETA, Maribel Legarda, who happens to be the director of Rock of Ages too. Then uh-huh. they, they they got the concept. They took it seriously. And the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. So <laughs> That's it proves to story. say that uh, jokes are half meant. <laughs> True, exactly. Um, I understand that there were um, artistic changes in um, some of the lyrics of the song to fit the narrative of the story. Is that correct? Yeah, it was an experimental treatment. Now, I I think it's it's 
Peta called, called it as saling awit. So, it's actually adapting it. Okay. We, 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 we changed some lyrics for reprises. Okay. So it was uh, it was a, a new approach to to in making jukebox music. Oh, well, my 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 career. Uh, well, my lifetime bible is Mulan Rouge. <laughs> uh, I swear yeah. by Mulan Rouge. When I when I when I saw it uh, in two thousand year two thousand, I was in high school at the time. I see. So I swore by it. <laughs> so, I loved it. So- that's been your sort of like um, inspiration and background. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Have, uh, speaking of Moulin Rouge, have you seen the new one in New York? No, because I haven't been to New York. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, when you get a chance, you've got to see it because you're going to love it. It's it's fantastic. Uh, it, it wasn't bad. You know, I've got to yep. say when I, when I saw I it, it, was, it. Um, I have to see it live. To, to oh, you know what? Judge it. You know what? Yeah, you know what you can do. To, do you have a copy of the uh, soundtrack? Yeah, on Sp- it's on Spotify. Uh huh. And what do you think of it? I'm. I didn't like. Well, as a Spotify playlist, uh-huh. I didn't like how they they changed ev- almost everything, including the 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 elephant room medley. Right. And, uh, right. Opening. And almost everything. They've they've updated it, so to speak. So yeah, and uh, yeah, it goes to show that I'm not the market of that show. Right. right. <laughs> and they added new yeah. songs. They did. They did. Yeah. They but 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 my my yeah. friend, my director, my film director friend from New York said it was uh-huh. actually good. <laughs> it was it was it. good. You know, it was um it was a really good time. That's how I'm gonna um, the changes um, were jarring, a bit jarring, but uh but in live uh-huh when when they tell the story they perform it it, it makes sense. <laughs> I see. I see. All right. So moving back to our conversation. So going back to Rock of Ages um was there any input, if any at all, from the band? None. You're trying- none. None. None at all. So yeah. okay. Um, so they gave you complete freedom to do yep. with the music what you wanted to guys, uh, you guys to do. Yep, because I believe in that process. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. But um, first, and then looking back, were you surprised by the reception, or did you always know it was going to be yes. a hit? Yes, of course, because it was my first time to. To be a musical director, to be part of something new, so uh-huh. it was a complete one eighty degrees for me. I, I see. We 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 in Peta we only had around three weeks to work on it, meaning to mount it from from rehearsal. Oh, Mike, I think rehearsal. I lost you. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, there you're you're back. Yes. So you were saying in Peta, in Peta we we only had a. Three weeks to work on it. Oh wow! Three to four, meaning uh, the rehearsal process from from studying the music, from doing workshops for the mm-hmm. scenes if it works, and all choreography, and then on the third week they they have this this ritual this this mm. process where all the peta members 
watch the show. It's it's like a preview for for sure. all the members, and they they after that there's a talk back and uh, comments on the show. <laughs> there's a discussion, so mm-hmm. all the comments are there, and it's up to us whether we 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 take take it in or. Sometimes it's really painful. <laughs> Sometimes it's good, sure. but it's for sure. us because we only have one preview. Unlike unlike uh, the Broadway shows, they they have more than one hundred previews before they open. So, is the rehearsal process typical of how most local theater companies in the Philippines do it? Mm, I I I'm not really aware of uh, other processes because Beta always. They they always mount a original play, so they they need that. They need to develop the material before opening. I see. I see. But the the length, the time of rehearsals, because I I come from a um, ballet background, so typically we we do six to eight weeks before putting up a show on stage. And you had mentioned that uh, Rock of Ages took three weeks. So is that um, sort of like the standard? Well, it's it's standard, but for original material, it it should be more than that. <laughs> but I we agree. but we started working on it 2013. Ah, gotcha. So you basically had a full year to workshop it in a sense. Yep. the The concept was was pitched in uh, 2011 and then they started uh, coming up with ideas. I see. 2011. I see. Yeah. Um, so in the latest one you did, Angholing El Bimbo, did two runs as a presentation of Full House Theater Company in Resorts World. The first one was in 2018 and the most recent one was just last year. Yes, yes. Uh, and over the course of these two runs, it has done over 100 shows um, inside a 1,500-seater theater, and the online streaming amassed over 7 million views in just or two more. days of showing. <laughs> or more, yeah? And it was just two days, correct? Yeah. Well, that's really impressive. Congratulations. Thank you. So with this musical now, could you give our listeners a brief synopsis of it? Once again, this it's 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 another jukebox musical, original ju- I I would like to call it a, a, an original musical based okay. on uh uh pop music, existing music. So right. and then you, you had this you, you had this talking point about juke well, well, we'll go to that later. Yeah, we'll go <laughs> a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a, a brave attempt to to make a, a story out of the uh, songs of the greatest band of of the Philippines in the nineties. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, would going back to Rack of Ages and now uh, Angholing El Pimbo. So, it's almost like a question of the chicken and the egg. So, with you guys, for, with the creative team, does the music and the inspiration for that come first, or does the storyline? come first or does uh, both of them dictate each other what typically uh, goes first in coming up with something original like that for for rock of ages i came up with the title first and everything was was uh, was done 
the the next few years. So it okay. for ages it it was the concept title. Now, let's let's sell this 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 thing this title. We we work on that title. Mm-hmm. And then for Ang Huling El Bimbo, it was Resorts World who who wanted to do to do a musical out of Eraserhead songs. I see. I see. So yeah. It's always for for jukebox musicals here in the Philippines. I I think well for in, in my experience, based on my experience, it's always the music first, and then let's come up with let's make a, write a story about it around the, the the songs. So was it easier to do this musical then because you might have been more familiar with the music? No, every musical is difficult challenging it has its own challenges like like when i did uh the francis m musical and the yen constantino musical mm-hmm. it's all different i always go back to zero i i can never claim i have done this before i can do this now it's always it's always like being born again <laughs> going gotcha. back No, I totally get it. Um, the same question I was asking you about Rock of Ages. So you were saying that the band really gave you total control, in essence, yeah. uh, for um, Eraserheads. Did Eli Buendia have any input on the musical direction? No, no, no. He, he, he just watched. <laughs> I see. Um, and uh, was there even an inkling on your part that this would not be a hit considering that the music in itself was so big and the band had such a big following. Well, yeah, I need numbers and results. So I don't, I don't assume. (laughs) Uh Uh Yeah. So imagine every, every opening we cry. (laughs) Yeah. That that's exciting actually. Um, Mike, why do you think both these musicals resonated so much to the Filipino public? Mm, number one, it's the nostalgic experience of listening to brand old songs. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's it's old but new. I think that's a, that, that's a charm, and uh, and all the songs tell new stories. It has its mm-hmm. own narrative. So that's the charm of the, the the shows. I was gonna say both both these musicals have really heavy storylines as the background of each. You know, Rack dealt with pursuing one's ambitions despite the overwhelming presence of hardships and poverty, while El Bimbo, on the other hand, dealt with coming of age and friendship around a traumatic life experience. Do you feel that somehow it was cathartic for anybody seeing it? Mm, yeah, I guess so, because well, for, for for us, we we wanted to to bound shows that will change people, that will make people think, make people ask more questions, valid okay. questions, instead of just enjoying it, just enjoying it. Yeah. So, um, could you say that this was a perfect example of? art imitating life, so to speak? Perfect in the sense of uh, it resonates for a lot of people. It 
it affects a lot of people. We ha- we had numbers. <laughs> we we had comments from from different uh people. It 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 was like a a form of healing for them. So I guess it was a nice tool for 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 everyone for for the audience. No, I see. I mean, I I I I see that, and uh, I I get it. Why it's some sort of healing process for most too. Um, we've talked about this earlier, and we were talking about uh, the term jukebox. So. Um, this type of musicals are what industry experts label as jukebox musicals. For those, perhaps for our listeners who might not totally understand, could you briefly talk about why this type of musicals are labeled as such? Maybe because it's using existing music, so they they would assume it's a it's not an original musical. Musical is like a, the main the main branch. And it it just uses existing popular music. So the concept, the the story is original. So it's an original musical. Gotcha. Um, you know, I mean, even even back in Broadway or in West End, there's always perhaps unwarranted criticism that this type of musicals are not as good as say originally composed music musicals. Um, say. On Your Feet, the Gloria Estefan musical versus, say, Phantom of the Opera. Or okay. in the Philippine context, say, um, there have been some original musicals that have appealed strongly to the public as well, say, like Tanghalan Pilipinos' Mabining Mandirigma. What are your thoughts on these observations? The comparison between all of those things? Well, it's I, I think it's different for the Broadway or the West End. I... I um, cause, cause, a lot of Broadway jukebox musicals are like the 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 life of like uh, Jersey Boys, uh, Beautiful, uh, Gloria Stefan, Cher. Yeah, I I I, lo- I love the the what you call this Temptations, Spotify. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it's different for them. Um. Here in the Philippines, we try to uh, well, I try to 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 make jukebox musical a, a different approach, uh-huh. a different uh, genre. It's not just doing the life of the artist. It's telling another story out of existing songs like Moulin Rouge and uh, and Juliet. <laughs> I see. It's a I that's see. a new Western uh, show called and Juliet I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard about it it's it's about Juliet Romeo and Juliet <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what was the music that they use it's almost like uh Moulin Rouge so a mash yeah yep 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 but it's better <laughs> I see I <laughs> so see. much better <laughs> their, their, their playlist it's so much better they 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 they, they captured the curveballs of the Moulin Rouge musical. Gotcha. Um, Mike, I'm going to sort of like pivot to the current crisis we currently are in right now. As an artist currently navigating this worldwide health crisis, how are you coping and how do you see yourself and the industry coming out after this? 
uh, in the first two months, first month, March, April, I didn't know what to do. It's just mm-hmm. maybe the the best the best part of March and April was just crying out loud online because it's the only tool, meaning crying out light, loud through music, songs, singing songs in uh, online. That's it. And I know you've been busy trying to put a lot of online content and yeah. help helping other artists um, come up right. with shows that um, double up, as I said, as um, advocacy and fundraising as well. Yep, yep. I, I think that's the best thing to do, just reach out to people, con- uh, co- connect and uh, collaborate with other creative people. That's the only thing to do now. I, I don't know. I really don't know what to do. But if 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 I find a group that's willing to, to, to do something online, why not? Just like just like this 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 PLDT Gabay Kalikasan thing, it was it was just a. Oh, I think Mike, I lost you. Again. Hello, 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 hello. There you go. There you go. You're back. The, the um, just like the PLDT Gabay Kalikasan project, it was a two week process. <laughs> we did that. Oh wow! Show for two weeks from from recording. It it was a great um uh, a great uh, testament. For for theater artists right Just give us a phone and we'll do something <laughs> yeah yeah i mean artists will always be artists and they will always continue creating i mean i believe that that's why you have so much um content that you see online right now um speaking of online content do you feel that online streaming will be the new normal and will this change the live theater experience Yes, of course, it will be a new element. It 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 taught a lot of people in the theater field to 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 integrate the uh, online material, uh, online works, and they, they we are now we're all exploring the the possibility of uh, performing online. It's a it's it's a new vast uh, sea for us. Mm-hmm. So, do, do you think though, uh, say your craft will have the same impact online as it is live? No, but it's the only thing we got right now, so might as well Make use do it. of it. Yes, yep. I agree. Um. So what is next for Mike Solomon? I know you were supposed to work on another musical based on the music of the 70s band Hot Dog, but now is that on hiatus? So uh, what are you currently busy right now in addition to collaborating with um, other artists and coming up with different online content? Mm, I think most uh mostly 2020 is rescheduled to 21 <laughs> so there you have it <laughs> it's quite a sad thing to 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 digest but uh, we right now i'm i'm uh, currently improving my 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 piano skills my guitar skills my mixing skills, all my skills uh-huh. <laughs> at the moment. 
So will the public expect a COVID-19 musical by Mike Solomon sometime soon? Why not? <laughs> we have tested it. <laughs> it can work. And which music are you uh, going to use? Which one will be your uh, will your inspiration be for this musical? I I, I will tell uh, I will tell you if I I have the answer to that. I see. I see. That's fair. All right. Well, this has been great. I mean, it it's almost 30 minutes and it just run by really fast. Um, before I let you go, I just have one last question. So what are you looking forward to the most once a sense of normalcy is back? I want to see real people perform, tell stories. That's all. <laughs> perform and watch other people perform. Yeah. Yeah. That's the great. real energy with, without, pauses without pregnant pauses digital pregnant pauses <laughs> right or like reaching out or looking at the screen and trying to get the same reaction that you would when you're say inside a theater yes <laughs> plainly that that the 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 energy i, I want right. that energy right well, I think that is all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for joining me and letting us have a short glimpse of your everyday artistic life. It's been great, and I truly enjoyed it so much. It's nice virtually meeting you, I guess. Um, for our listeners who are interested in asking some follow-up questions, please leave them in the comments section, and we'll try to send them to Mike and get back to you. Thanks, Mike. Good luck with everything. I look forward to having you and your work on the stage of Circuit Performing Arts Theater, perhaps real soon. Thanks again. It's been nice talking to you. Maraming salamat din. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite channels. State of the Arts is a weekly podcast and it's available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. We're also on Facebook and Twitter with the handle at State of the Arts PH. Share with your friends, family, and fellow arts aficionados and help us get the word out. For the latest news, including construction timeline and updates on Circuit Performing Arts Theater, follow our sponsor affiliate Facebook and Instagram pages, Circuit Makati and Make It Makati. Thank you for joining me today. Till next time.